everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Thanks for tuning in. This is a kind of, this is a weird setup. So um, as I stated in the prior episode, uh, we're doing things a little differently. Um, so I'm only going to be in the studio when I have guests because they got that fancy ass equipment and I ain't got that shit. But when it's an episode where it's just me, you know, spilling my tea, giving you my thoughts and, you know, all that good jazz. I'm going to be in the comfort of my home. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So this is the first episode of me recording in my home. And it kind of feels weird a little bit because in the studio, at least I'm like looking at somebody. And so it feels like I'm talking to them. Right now, I'm looking at my air conditioner, and I'm looking out my window, so it legit feels like I'm talking to myself and that I need to be heavily medicated, but I promise you, I promise you this information I'm giving you is for you. <laughs> um, I hope you guys don't hear anything in the background because, you know, for some reason, my neighbors want to talk tonight. They've never done that before. And I'm not closing my windows. I don't feel like it. So I'm in the city. So you may hear some horns, some you may hear a damn gunshot. Who knows? But hey, it's a part of the topic of conversation these days. So let's get into it. So today's episode is called The New America We Deserve. And I wanted I this episode came to me because a lot has happened you know since I last talked to you guys um like back in season two like a lot has transpired between then and now and I honestly was going to take a longer break but I just can't um I can't I can't for my ancestors I can't for my soul I can't for my mental health my podcast is really like my it's my medicine it's for me it's my sanity it's help it helps me get everything out and so I thought it was very necessary for me to talk about a few things in this new season and the new America we deserve is really based on the America that black people um should have had from the beginning but it's just to recap a lot of things that have happened since the murder of George Floyd. And it's just some things that stu- um, that, that really stood out to me um, watching it on social media. And it really touched me in a positive way. And some things did not touch me in a positive way. But there are certain things that have happened that have made me say, hey, America is going to do this differently now um, or should or they're going to do it in a way now that they really don't have no choice but to do it differently because the world is watching. You know, the world is watching uh, to see if a lot of things are going to change. And there are people out there and God bless these people who are on the front lines in these protests of all uh, in the protests of Black Lives Matter, but they are of all races and genders and you know ages and so they're watching and they're going to make sure certain things are changing and also because of that certain things certain organizations and companies are changing because they don't want they do not want that backlash and so 
I'm, I, I'm here to talk to you guys about it. I just want to talk to you guys about it. And uh, we're going to get into some things. So where should I start? So let's do this. So, you know, let's do a little update on, you know, the George Floyd situation. So I'm not going to go into details. We've all saw the videos. We've all saw the gruesome the gruesome videos showing George Floyd's last moments as he was trying to breathe and calling out his mother and saying those infamous, infamous words um, that have that has haunted us for the last eight years. Um, uh, I, I can't breathe. So George Floyd, you know, died. Uh, what was murdered? I, I say murdered. He was murdered. I feel like saying someone died is like a car accident and something like that. He was murdered. And that's just how I'm going to say it. So there were, you know, police officers um, arrested and um, charged with his death. And um, the only only up-to-date information that we have is the officer who actually had his knee on his neck. His attorney is really really trying to you know it's so funny because i've always wanted to be an attorney and i've kind of thought i would be a really good shankster attorney like the one who would know my client is lying but i'm definitely still gonna try to get them off like i don't know why that's the only that's the type of attorney i wanted to be but this attorney is kind of taking it crazy to me so you know things were found in his system in george floyd's system you know you know, black people, when they're murdered by the police, they have to have, um, for some reason, they have to have a fucking perfect ass record in order for people to get some type of sympathy for them. You know, they can't have, you know, drug charges. They can't have possession of this. They can't have a, a gun, a knife. They can't have shit but the, but the Bible in a car. And it better be, um, the uh, you know, it better be a, a King James Version Bible. They're going to then talk about their asses for that. So he had fentanyl in his system. And so they're trying to say, so so the officer's attorney, and I'm actually reading this, I'm actually reading this directly from um Fox. Um ugh, ugh, I hate going on Fox, I really do. But George Floyd's attorney um is trying to get him off. Um basically basically saying that George Floyd um, died because of the fentanyl that was in his system, and that's what stopped his heart. You know, disregard the fact that this man was his knee was on his fucking neck. Like disregard all that. He that's not what caused him to die. He died because of um, the, the substances that were in his system that affected his heart. And so I guess science doesn't matter anymore to, you know, the attorney, you know, there's a possibility that that's, there's a possibility that that's what killed him. But what caused that pressure, you know, what, what caused all that? You, you honestly think like, like before you arrested him, this man wasn't passed out on, you know, fentanyl or whatever the fuck you guys are trying to say, like nothing was wrong with him. You know, you put a knee to his neck, he couldn't breathe. He said, I can't breathe. So I find it hard to believe that a judge is going to believe that. But we are in the world of 
you know, the justice system not working for us as black people at all. So, you know, we've seen countless times, you know, officers getting off and, you know, I hope that this is not the case. Um, I feel like George Floyd's death is a little different. And I feel like his, his death is different than Trayvon Martin's, than Tamir Rice, than a lot of these other incidences because because um because it was videotaped one two because everyone was forced to watch it because everyone was you know quarantined we were on we were shut down and it was it was really rough to watch you know um i mean i honestly think eric gardner's um video was rough to watch but you know the judges didn't see anything wrong with that but i do believe that I pray, I pray that George Floyd gets the justice he deserves. I, I, I pray that his murderer goes to jail. I pray that, he, pray that he rots in jail. I pray his wife goes to jail because they, they've been being sued by the IRS for tax, for tax shit. You know, they got a lot of money that they did not claim on their taxes. So, you know, I, I pray they hold, I pray, I pray that they go to jail. Because if they thought the riots in Minnesota were bad when George Floyd died, was murdered, I don't know what y'all think finna happen in Minnesota if y'all let this man get off. I'm just telling you right now, Minnesota may be not, may be gone. My my family stays in Minnesota and they see, you know, they were there and my mother has never been, you know, my mother was afraid because she's never lived that close to certain things like that like riots and protesting and stuff like that and they told minnesota up so i it would be behoove the judge and the jury who whatever happens to do this one right get this right get this right um because if you don't get this right what what's going to happen is you're going to allow these cops because right now they're scared Right now, I believe the cops are scared. And if this man gets off, you're going to allow them to go back to feeling like they're kings. And they're going to just go back to feeling like, you know, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do now because he got off. If this motherfucker got off, oh, we good. That's how I think they're going to go back acting. And not saying that they stop killing us because we do. We all know they they still out here fucking killing us. But I do believe the the mass majority is going to think twice, um, knowing that you know th they need to make an example out of this man. They really do. Um, what else has changed that has caught my attention? Um, okay, I think what else has changed um, that has caught my attention. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but a lot of people, a lot of companies. A lot of all this and all that have jumped on the Black Lives Matter bandwagon. I don't know if y'all noticed it, but everybody now want to say Black Lives Matter, have it at they do, you know, have hashtag BLM, you know, at they do and shit. But um, what I will say is, I think that this situation has required 
companies, um, so I'll talk like uh, television and film, you know, a lot of people who work in those industries have now said, you know, enough is enough. You know, I deserve to be paid just like my white counterpart. You know, I'm, I deserve to be treated fairly. Um, and I think that now we're seeing it trickle down through different um, in different um, workplaces. And, you know, I think that especially in television and film, you know, we're going to see a lot more um, diversity. You know, um, I there was some article with some woman who, um, a white lady who uh, was the voice of a black cartoon character who she quit. You know, she's like, no, this deserve this character deserves deserve to be played by a black actress. Which I I it, I don't understand why you think. Um, I don't know the character, but from what I heard. You know, her voice was very quirky and all this other stuff. And for some reason, you think you can't find, I mean, a black actress to play that. I mean, it's called acting for a reason. Put out a goddamn notice for a voiceover with this style voice and and a black actress will show up. She will show up. She will. She needs work, too. So I do believe that across the different disciplines, you know, we're going to see... um some of those changes the one thing that has happened um you know since the death of george floyd and you know what it's so it's so funny um um i at first when george floyd you know was murdered it kind of felt like oh here we go it's just another one it's just another death of an innocent black man you know, it is what it is. Let me just go on by my business and try to stay COVID free because, you know, this was in the midst of a pandemic and shit. I'm trying to make sure I'm not catching shit. Um, pause as I sip some refreshment. Child, I'm sorry. I was thirsty. And so after George Floyd's death, you know, you thought it was going to be the same bullshit, you know, but the global tributes and protest for the death of George Floyd was remarkable to witness. It was I I I cried. Like I cried when I saw you know every single it was reported that every single state was doing a march was protesting. And I understand why Minnesota were doing riots. Like, I get why they were rioting. They were angry. You know, they were tired and they were angry. And when I tell you when a person is tired and angry and fed the fuck up, they're going to, they're, they are going to destroy shit. So for those of you, I know I'm jumping off topic and shit, but for those of you who act like, you know, riots and stuff is crazy, when you're in your own home, and you're angry and you're upset, you start throwing shit around. Do you not? I do. So think of a country doing something to you for so for hundreds of years and feeling like they can get away with it. At some point, you're gonna try to you're gonna destroy shit too. I mean, there was a quote said that, you know, we will um, black people would love to burn America down if we had a match that was big enough. And it's the it, 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 it's it's the guy's honest truth. Um, you know we built this shit. So if 
you know just like your parents says i bought you that shit i'll take it away we built this motherfucking country you know as much as people want to deny it you know they need to go and read a fucking history book and learn you know the cotton industry is what really created the foundation of america and its economy but the cotton industry was you know got what grew the way it grew because of the slaves so if we didn't do it we wouldn't be here today you know you know just gave somebody some credit hours because i'm pretty sure you didn't know that shit so as i was saying you know the global tributes and protests really and when i say global global i think it was a march in china that i saw um somewhere over there it was a march and it was thousands of people holding black lives matter signs george floyd's name and i cried i said wow and so something about this felt different it felt different to me and because it felt different i felt like man maybe we are going to see some changes in america so that was one of um the things that really um made me feel some type of way my microphone is acting real stupid right now y'all there we go um one of the other things that now this tickled me this tickled the hell out of me the the taking down of the statues now i live in chicago i think there's a christopher columbus statue on 50 i think that's 49 50th and king drive or something like that and i mean when i tell you they've been taking down these statues left and right child they have been snatching these motherfucking statues down Hey everyone, it's Daryl from Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Couple questions for you. Do you have a black-owned business? Do you want to be a sponsor? Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at DarylDaresYou at gmail.com. That's Daryl. D-A-R-O dares you at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you. And, you know, I think, so. you know, I, so I guess I can say this. So I understand. So dear white people, dear white people who I understand you may feel puzzled by the statues coming down because, you know, there are certain things that you were taught that we all were taught in our history as is, you know, we were all taught, you know, Christopher Columbus, you know, discovered America and all that stuff, but we really were lied to. And so I think it's hard for a lot of people to understand, to accept that everything that they've learned in their entire life was a complete lie. That I, I, I understand that it may feel overwhelming. It may, you may have an overwhelming feeling, overwhelming feeling, um, uh, trying to, trying to concept, uh, grasp that concept that everything that you knew is a lie. And believe me, 
I was raised the same way to believe it. You know, I was raised to believe a lot of white people created certain things. And, you know, Christopher Columbus was a good man when Christopher Columbus was a rapist and a murderer. And he, yeah, he, he really wasn't a good man. And so there are a lot of statues that are representing, you know, a statue is represents a hero, you know, and my thing is your statues some represent a lot of people that were, you know, um, that, that held slaves, you know, that weren't good to people. And people are snatching those statues down, left and motherfucking right. And I think that you, I don't know what the misconception is, you know, with the whole statue thing, because it's not like people are tearing down statues of people who are, who were, um, innocent of everything because we have to I think we have to understand you know between the certain period in this country a lot of the leaders were slave owners they just were because that's what the thing was but I think that we also need to understand that you know I don't want to walk past that motherfucking statue every day knowing what this person did to my ancestors just like you know um you know, like Jeffrey Dahmer, like we don't want a, a statue of Jeffrey Dahmer in the neighborhood he lived because his victim's family probably wouldn't appreciate that. They probably wouldn't. They probably would not appreciate that. Just like we wouldn't want no um, R. Kelly statue in the middle of, you know, Michigan Avenue. Like what the fuck? R. Kelly? What? He raped? No. Bye. So, you know, it feels that's they look, they snatching them down left and right. I don't have the strength. I don't have the upper body strength, but I'm not mad at them for doing it. I, I, I mean, I'm really, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not mad at them for doing it. Um, like I said earlier, you know, the whole thing about companies standing in solidarity with black lives matter. Um, I, I, you know, you know, that's the first step, you know, I think making that statement is the first step. Oh, sorry, y'all. Oh, y'all are That's so unprofessional. I think that first step in those companies making those statements is important. You know, showing your complete solidarity with Black Lives Matter movement. You know, you stand, you stand by them. You don't tolerate any of this, you know, any of those things in your workplace, yada, yada, yada. I think that first step is important for organizations to make. I think where organizations start to get themselves in hot waters is when you make that statement but you don't back up the statement so that's like me saying hey i am all for weight loss i am all for eating right and being healthy but then my ass two 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 minutes later go in and slice me a piece of sweet potato pie which i will be doing after this podcast but like I'm eating a sweet potato pie, but I just said I'm all for weight loss and healthy eating. Those two don't go together. So companies are saying, you know, we stand with Black Lives Matter, you know, um, power to the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But your whole entire board and or membership is white elite people, you know. So it's like, do you really stand with us or are you just making that statement because you don't want to be called out? Because honestly, that's what happened um, this spring. A lot of companies, you know, were being 
forced in my opinion to make a statement because they saw when they weren't making a statement people were coming at them you know there was you know theater companies here in chicago like i'm not gonna call any of them out really but there were theater companies out here who took a long time a very long time to make statements in solidarity of black lives matter black lives matter and okay you took so long to make your statement but then your board doesn't represent the statement that you made and then there are other companies that quickly responded with a statement but then your board don't represent what you're saying either so now you're gonna get you know now you're gonna get um cuss the fuck out so <laughs> i feel like companies just just really lost i i feel like it was an un, it wasn't authentic enough um because at the at, at one point i I couldn't tell if the company was really genuine. It seemed like everyone's, it seemed like everybody copy and paste somebody else's company statement and just changed their name in it. Like y'all all got the same goddamn statement for Black Lives Matter and nobody else was original. Just saying. So I don't know why I'm still yawning and tired because I'm good. But see, this is the thing about podcasting by myself. Maybe I'm just boring. Maybe I, I feel like I'm boring, but who knows? Hey, I think y'all gonna like it. But I think that the, those are, but but we did, you know, I, I still have to give credit when credit's due. I think that it was a great thing with all of the large organizations that made posts. Um, and something else happened, you know, with their posts, a lot of people, um, you know, um, started donating. You know, a lot of donations happen. You know, Black Lives Matter organizations, the NAACP, um, you know, the bailing out protesters, you know, has like a a funding to where you can send money to that that helps when protesters go to jail, you know, for protesting and things like that. And it bails them out. I know Kanye West did that. A lot of celebrities did that. And a lot of organizations did that and individuals, you know, so they got this money you know, just sitting there. So, hey, protest, do what you got to do. We we got you. We got you. We're going to get you out. So I think, you know, those were good things as well. I think, um, and I think a lot of people did that. I think a lot of people did the donation. And I think that people tend to do that instead of the posting or the other thing is because some people know some people don't um child i am just yawning that is so rude disrespectful i i mean i can't edit it so this it is what the fuck it is what is this i'm drinking ah vodka got it uh, 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 uh. oh Ooh, that thing but <laughs> don't y'all don't mind me listen this is the real Cordero. you know you gonna get the fuck you get at this point if y'all didn't know that by now this season three hello welcome glad to have you um what's i saying so i think a lot of people do the whole money donation thing because they <laughs> some of their asses know that the people around them are racist and they just don't want to they, I feel like they just feel like it's safer just to go ahead through your little donation. And, you know, that doesn't do anything. You know, you know, calling out racism, I think, is extremely important. And 
And it's her job to do it. It's your job to do it, you know, whether you're black, white, whatever. But some people are just really uncomfortable doing it. And so they just rather give like a monetary donation. And they do that. And they do that in all aspects. And, you know, I'm here for it. Listen, we'll take your damn money. You know, I would prefer you to use your voice and take your money. But, hey, it is what it is. So as I was saying, um, that, you know, calling out racism, you know, calling out races. Um, I, we've, I, I feel like we haven't seen enough, but we've definitely have seen a lot. You know, there's viral, viral videos going on every single day, you know, with people calling out races, you know, you know, calling them out, you know, bringing them to the light. We know that they've been there. They've never gone anywhere, but they're, I feel like they're starting to stick out like a sore thumb. It's so funny because, you know, it's like, it was so, to me, it's never been extremely easy to spot when someone is racist. It's not like it's a, you know, a certain shade of a person or a certain body type, but they, they are definitely making themselves stick out. It's like like a neon light. A person they're sticking out, you know, with their different antics. I mean, we see we've seen the videos, you know, of like Uber drivers, Uber Eats drivers, you know, going to different apartments, dropping off food, and you know, people blocking them like you can't come in here. You don't live here. Of course, I don't live here, bitch. I'm dropping off food, but. You know, I've never seen you in this building. You know, what are you doing here? As if you've as if you've never heard of a food delivery service. You know, like like are you serious? Like I feel like, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. You know, to be going through this in 2020, but I feel like they are really showing themselves, baby. They're showing themselves, and I think that has a lot to do with you know, like um you know, the Karens, like, child, the Karens have been showing they ass, honey, and they have not been given a goddamn, like, the woman, um, let me pull up my, let me pull up my shit, because I got this all, um, I got this all covered, child, so, um, you know, the, like, the lady that was in the park, you know, with the dog, um, they uh okay well let, let me let me just stop here the carers has has always been going on we were calling them other things you know we were like what was that what was the lady in the in the um barbecue was it barbecue becky or you know the lady who was called the police because the because what because they were barbecuing in the park and you're not supposed to release those coals or something out there so she called the police on them Called the police for walk going out of uh, leaving an Airbnb, Airbnb. Calling the police for going into an Airbnb. Calling the police for getting your rental car. Calling the police because you're walking your dog down the street uh, in a neighborhood you don't think I belong in. So you know all that stuff has been going on for years. You know the woman who called the police on the child that was selling lemonade outside. You know, and we've been giving them some really good names. We've been giving them some names, but these Karens. <laughs> Oh, child, these Karens, these Karens are different because they're just really angry. Like the woman in the park who was, you know, walking her dog off a leash in a place where your dog ain't even supposed to be there and supposed to be on the leash, had the nerve 
to call the police saying this man was about to was this black man was about to do something to her when all he did was ask her to put her dog back on the leash that's all he did he didn't you know you know assault her or anything ma'am can you put your dog back on the leash he's a bird watcher and you know the comments i see with a lot of people like oh well, what was he out there watching birds yada yada yada, yada. what what who's a bird watching at, at that time in the morning i'll tell you who normally it's y'all white asses but a brother enjoys doing that too because i guarantee you if the tables were reversed the comments would have been why is this black person bothering this um person while they're trying to watch birds like the the comments would have been reversed if the situation was different y'all would have been caring about the bird watcher but because the bird watcher is black or why who's that why he in the park so early why who, who watches bird bitch a lot of people are bird watchers okay it, it's a thing it really is a thing my god my godfather's mother she takes a lot of pictures of birds she's a bird watcher she has the whole outfit on and everything so it's it's yeah it happens it's a thing and so you know she was basically trying to get the police to show up and do what they have been doing for all other black men and it's like you know it's it's the the, the karen thing is it's everywhere you know grocery stores they throw a temper tra- tantrums throwing a groceries all over the place it's like these karens is just something different it ain't these Karens ain't the barbecue Beckys. These Karens have some rage. They truly do. And yes, it may be entertaining, but it's also not so entertaining because one of those Karens is really going to call the police on you at some point and you don't want it have to be about your life. And that's yeah. So that's my thing about the Karens, child. Um, I do want to say one more thing because I kind of, um, I kind of skipped over this a little bit when I was talking about like, um, workplace, workplace changes. Um, let me pull this up real quick. One thing I noticed also with the outcry, hold on another sip. Child, I'm thirsty talking to y'all. My mouth be dry. Um, you know, one thing that I saw that, um, two things I saw, um, the whole hair situation, you know, how the way your hair in the workplace and things like that has been, um, talked about, um, Gabrielle Union for once, uh, for one, for instance, you know, she had that issue on America's Got Talent where she felt like, you know, um, her hair, her hairstyles, and her everything about her being a black woman was not being appreciated and not and being looked down upon. And they tried to change her, you know, didn't want her to wear her hair in certain styles styles that were quote unquote ethnic, you know. And you know, we see that all the time, you know. So that some guy just won a lawsuit because he got suspended for having dreads and other you know other things that we've heard so um and she also heard kiki palmer a couple of other um black actresses have just recently done a pca um and about you know workplace discrimination when it regards to your hair and so i think that you know that's it's sad 
it's it's truly sad that my hair has anything to do with the conversation of my credentials, my resume, and what I can do within with this job. And so those are certain changes we're also seeing. And the other workplace change I wanted to, um, to mention that I skipped over on accident was the, um, the Broadway. Broadway. So Broad, Broadway has really decided to make some changes. You know, we've seen a lot of changes with the actors on stage, you know, being more diverse. But it's time to have more diversity at the table. And, you know, a lot of these, a lot of theater theater companies need to adapt to this new way because, you know, it's, it, it seems like you love my black talent, but you don't love my blackness. It's kind of what it feels like. You want me to sing, holler and dance for you. But when it comes to the meetings, you don't call. You know, you cater to your audience. Um, I sell out for your audience, but my audience is nowhere to be found because no initiations went out to get them to come see the show. So a lot of things are changing in the Broadway um, spectrum with um, bringing in newer talent, younger talent, seasoned talent of people of color and putting them on boards and memberships. Um, because I've always said, like, if I'm not at that table, I can't make effective change. You know, and that's something that I am currently was currently dealing with with a theater company that I loved so much that I've been a part of for years. You know, you posting a a, a Black Lives Matter thing is cute and everything, but you have racist people on your board that have not left. But you still want me to do a show. You still want me to do this. I am not at the table. Until I'm at the table to be able to make real change at a foundation level, it doesn't make sense. So I think that now um, I did read an article, the Broadway is, is looking into that, you know, inviting more, you know, people of color to be in those decision making processes because those decisions affect us as well, you know, um, so yeah, that was, that's something I had to mention because I know I forgot it, but I had to mention that because, I mean, I, I, I liked it. I thought I think it's a good idea. You know, I think, like I said earlier, in all disciplines, we are going to see changes. We are going to see the America that we absolutely fucking deserve. Um, I actually had a couple more things I wanted to talk about, but baby, I didn't got um. I got a little caught up and a little behind. Um, but I did want to talk about, you know, uh, I guess this is the last thing I'll mention. And that is the whole thing with um, defunding the police. Um, defunding the police. I'm sorry. My mic was not adjusted. Defunding the police. You know, defunding the police is something that um, um, it, it started with George Floyd uh, and it's progressed. It's progressed um, since the murder of George Floyd. And I think that it's important to understand because a lot of racists um, like to twist the words around. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, they like to twist the words around, you know. There is a, def- there is a separation between defunding the police and dismantling. I'm sorry, my allergies are starting to act up now. 
But defunding the police has a lot to do with taking out some of that money. They get millions and millions and millions of dollars annually to police cities. And it's like, it's so much money going to these police officers when you can use that money for other services. Um, Data has shown that nine out of the 10 911 calls that are made are for nonviolent encounters, not nonviolent encounters, nonviolent. So for nonviolent encounters, do you need a police officer? Do you? You may think you do because that's all you know. But what about a case manager, a caseworker, a therapist? You know, um, a licensed counselor, you know, those things. Because, you know, what if it's a mental ill um, situation? You know, um, it seems as though a lot of these situations have been dealing with the mentally ill, which is only because they've, de- they've, they've taken funding away from a lot of places that, are, that were caring for the mentally ill. And so now they're on the streets or they're living with family. They may have an episode and the family doesn't know what to do. They don't know. They're not equipped to deal with this. So they call for help. But unfortunately, sometimes that call for help has ended up with a black person being murdered. So defunding the police. George Floyd wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing anything. You quote unquote was arresting him for a fake $20 bill. So you think all that merited for a fake $20 bill? That's what defunding the police, using that money to go to different resources. You know, maybe instead of 911, maybe there's a 211 or something number that you call um, for not emergency cases. Or maybe you still call 911 and they just direct the case, you know, direct the situation to the appropriate person out in the field. Maybe a police officer should... um, partner should be someone who has a certain amount of hours of training dealing um and um um mental health dealing with mental health clients or uh crisis um crisis treatment some type of thing to, to help to um um deal with crisis situations that don't require you coming out with a gun and automatically shooting some goddamn body So that's what it means when it's, you know, defunding the police. You know, New York, uh, New York got rid of their that um, task force that was um, doing the um, the policing with the um, the street clothes and just, you know, roughing people up who they thought may have something and all that shit. So New York got rid of that. Put the motherfucker somewhere else. I never will understand why it takes more hours to be a hairdresser and to do makeup and than it does to be a police officer. Like, I don't understand why police officers aren't trained to deal with these situations with mental health clients. I feel like police officers should, you can't be a police officer if you don't have like a two-year degree in psychology or have, or you have to do so many hours of community service in a mental health facility, some type of shit, because it makes no sense because you're responding to a person's mental health that's suffering from a mental health episode by putting a gun in their face. How, how do you think they're going to react? They're going to charge your ass. 
you know, so I think that that's those are the things that we need to that we need to talk about. Those are the things that we have been seeing in this um, new America that we deserve and that we rightfully so deserve. Um, it, we have a long way to go. You know, um, I'll just say that in closing. We have a long way to go. We have a very, very, very long way to go. But I think that because of the progress that's being made daily and the people who are fighting daily because they're not giving up, they're uh, forcing the rest of us to not give up. And so I thank you for listening. Um, You know, and again, I'm going to end every episode by saying justice for Brianna Taylor. Talk to you guys soon. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. I'm Miss Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e s-u darrowdaresyou at gmail.com send me an email